Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Are you interested in habitat management? If so, you're in for a I'd say a great surprise today. I have on the line here Aaron Jeffries, as Deputy Director of the Missouri Department of Conservation. Also sitting here at the table with me is Mr. Tim, good friend. We're sitting on his farm, been doing some rabbit hunting. Have Daryl Hyman from Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. And guys, you guys have lived through a wonderful experience in the last few years with habitat management right here on the farm. Aaron, I understand that back in 2003, you started working with Jack on some habitat restoration on this fabulous farm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at that time, I was in the field. Uh, I was an area biologist uh, working ma- mainly with NRCS and Farm Service Agency, and I was out there reviewing a, a contract, and I just noticed they had a a ton of potential. I went and called Jack and set up a meeting and uh, quickly learned uh, it had to be Jack's idea if you were going to do any sort of habitat work. (laughs) We all know that, that's for sure. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, and, you know, what you had is a farm just with your typical old warm season grass, CRP. You know, it was super thick, had straight up and down woody edges, so there wasn't a lot of shrubby cover. And, Jack was just interested in getting quail back. And so we did a lot of uh, edge feathering uh, where you, you cut the trees down along the edges of the field or uh, on or along woody draws or fence rows. And you guys probably saw a lot of my handiwork uh, yesterday when uh, you were rabbit hunting. But we did. Back we then, saw uh, a bunch of we it. Did it. We did it with uh, cost share from uh, the Department of Conservation. And then, uh, and, and then as things started to improve, I think, that time jack had a couple cubbies and you know we got a couple more and and probably around 2007 2008 i uh jack uh, with my guidance he thought it would be a good idea to start summer burning in some of the warm season grass fields so he hired a contractor and had been hiring a contractor to do the burning and um and the summer burn was being done to set back the grass uh to really thin it out because Big, thick stands of grass aren't good for quail. They're not good for rabbits. Uh, about the only thing they're good for is deer and turkey. And so anyhow, we immediately start to see results there. Uh, by that time, I uh, had moved up in the, in the agency, and uh, Jack let me come and start hunting on the place, but also let me do some habitat work. And unfortunately, uh, Jack had passed, and I, of course, got to be great friends with him and, and his family and his boys. And uh, we've pretty much been, been doing all the habitat work ourselves. But uh, Tim and the boys, or me and my boys, uh, we've pretty much divided all the warm season grass fields up into thirds, and we burn a third a year. Uh, and I continue to edge feather chainsaw up there quite a bit, uh, just to make it all around better habitat for everything. And well, know, for- it, it took time, but uh, you know, I think 
past couple of years, we've been averaging 12 to 15 cubbies on the place. And that's incredible. Plus, yeah, it's amazing. Rabbit. Yeah, just for people that don't know, can you tell us what edge feathering is? Yeah, just imagine a, a fence row that's grown up in trees, and uh, basically the edge feathering is cutting down all those trees and just leaving them lay. You, you don't push them up in a pile or anything. You just drop them where they're at, and that just creates instant brushy, shrubby cover for, for the quail. And uh, I and try for to rabbits. Do... <laughs> and for rabbits. Yeah. We got in a bunch of those yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I try to do about one to two acres each year, and um, I did a little bit more this year simply because I just had shoulder surgery, so I'm probably not going to be able to run a chainsaw for a while. <laughs> and, and you know what's kind of cool on our on our farm? We've got some areas that uh, maybe we didn't have quail, and we might have 10 or 11 covey, and then uh, Aaron kind of came through and, and did some more edge feathering and, and some more habitat, and then that area all of a sudden developed some quail. So it's really kind of cool how, how this – Habitat that is created, all of a sudden, quail appear there. Yeah, it's kind of like the theory, you know, if you build it, they will come. But I can ask all you guys involved, what, what's been the real personal satisfaction of this whole occurrence here? It's happened over, wow. Almost uh, 20 years. Almost 20 years. But we all know what happened to the quail populations, you know, back, I mean, gosh, I come out of the 40s, you know, in the 50s and 60s. There were a lot of quail, and then I... I of course, a lot of us old-timers, we like to blame the disappearance on fescue, and it was a bit more involved in that. But how satisfactory has it been to see this development come about? Oh, it's it's very cool, you know, to have that come back here on our on our place. And, you know, and having, and working as a partner with, with MDC and, and Aaron, you know, taking the lead on that and helping us out with everything, it's been incredible. And it didn't just, you know, it didn't just bring back quail, it brought back the rabbits, and it, it just opened up habitat for a lot of other wild game too so it's it's really cool and and satisfying and also in dealing with aaron you know we've we've met an incredible friend you know and through that you you got a a great acquaintance and a friend and and a buddy to to hang out with and do stuff too so it's it all comes as a package you know absolutely does and i know it's got it's got to be an incredible feeling to see this happen on your own property you know it's one thing to see it happen on public properties and other people involved but when you get your friends and your family and uh, people like aaron from mdc it's just an an incredible incredible i come up and hunt with tim a few times you know a couple times a year usually things like that and every time i'm out here i see all this new stuff and work and how it's just grown and it's just absolutely amazing but on the on the strips where the the wood strips are aaron where you you know did your edge feathering and such you're burning mainly just the grasses around that right do you ever do any of the burns inside the timber or or not well you know it's all small steps and uh I, you know, that's the list of things to do is, I mean, the next step is to start looking at doing some timber stand improvement and then looking at areas of the woods that could be burned. Um, but yeah, I mean, mainly we've just been focused on the summer burns with the warm season grass, uh, and doing it in the summer with those little small fields up there, it's pretty easy because to some degree it's surrounded by woods and we can have uh, a couple fires going at one time right. simply because we know it's not going to go anywhere. 
So in fact, yeah. we've had as many as nine going as one. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. <laughs> Did the fire department show up? What what yeah. Jack always worried about burning the place down or well, something? Well, you could go into that too. That's another story. I think uh, we're not going Jack all might have had the fire department there one time, but we're not going there, right? Well, yeah, we, we did have the fire department one time. And that was years ago, but that was that's because we ran out of gas with the leaf blowers. And <laughs> when, the, when the fire department showed up, they they said, "Well, we were trying to get hold of conservation, but they were burning." I was like, "Thank God you guys didn't call conservation because that was the last thing I needed." My friends to put out my fire. So, <laughs> well, I know there's been a quite a process over a couple of dec- decades, and I, I know a lot of people you know a lot of landowners in my lifetime and i would think that so many of them when they'd get a place you know up and running and in a great shape like this one they'd kind of stop what's the plans for the future well i mean i just hit it i mean we're gonna keep on doing what we're doing um and the other thing i mean you guys know this is available to any landowner in the state the department great point our division of folks that will develop a habitat plan now we won't do the work for you but you know we'll provide the cost share and the technical expertise you need to make your farm like what tim has but um yeah i mean to, to me the next step is keep on doing what we're doing i mean we were talking last couple weeks ago when we quail hunted we talked about putting in some dove fields um you know this last year last year tim got a disc i thought i was going to cry that i saw i now had a disc <laughs> But, uh, yeah, just kind of keep on honing things. And, you know, we're looking at some CRP on some unproductive crop fields. And, uh, you know, That'd be that's cool. what I have in mind. And I'm sure Tim was, probably has a few ideas as well. But it's going along pretty well. It is. And, you know, and having a partner with, with MDC and Aaron. And he's just, you know, kudos to you, Aaron. I mean, you've done such a great job here at our farm. Um, and uh, Thanks. So I just always- enjoy there. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We enjoy having you. So, <laughs> so Aaron, how does a how does a landowner? You know, they want to get into. You know, maybe they hear a quail here, or there. You know, they but they want to improve their habitat. What's the first step with MDC for someone that doesn't know? I mean, do they who do they reach out to, or how does that work? Well, if you go to MDC's uh, webpage and up in the upper right hand corner, there's a contact bar, and if you just press on that. There will be a list of counties, and you can click on your county, and it will list who your private land conservationist is. And you just give that person a call, set up a on-the-farm meeting. Uh, they'll come out, basically interview you, figure out what you want to do, uh, whether it's you know something for quail or songbirds or you know pollinator habitat for uh, bees and butterflies and all that. So. They'll put together a plan, and the way I like to look at it is, uh, you know, I can write the Cadillac plan that uh, is going to do everything, and then we'll figure out where the landowner wants to be on that scale based off of their time and resources that they they have to get everything done. So, you know, I like to say the plan we've got up there is, is the Cadillac, and uh, it's working pretty well. Well, this place is loaded with turkeys, too, Aaron. I guess, I mean, that habitat you've all done, you know, while Jack wanted it for the quail and such, I mean, it's it's great nesting habitat, too, right, for the turkeys? I, oh, oh, I'm sure Tim told you when we were quail hunting up there last time, we, I don't know, it was probably a flock of 40, 50 turkeys, and I haven't seen a flock that big in a while. 
Well, didn't you see a bunch yesterday? Uh, yes, uh, we ran across them yesterday, saw lot, lots of deer. You know, man, uh, walking through this area was just uh, quite an experience for all of us because it's, it's been some time since I've seen a, a farm this well laid out. I was on Jeff Turan's farm, you know, up north, uh, west Missouri, gosh, a dozen years ago probably with joe vance some other outdoor riders that was a pretty keen farm but uh, uh man it's just so great to see something like that i just flabbergasted with the edge effect you know uh it just uh, the small fields the 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 brush brushy fence rows and all that sort of thing it brought back a lot of memories and because i grew up in the missouri boot hill there were a lot of quail and boy we all got into it you know mr bob was king in missouri and, and then we saw the decline but aaron i want to ask you if it's all right uh, uh are you doing some of the same kind of work on mdc lands oh yeah i mean i think if you went just a couple miles away you'd to a conservation area you'd, you'd see the, the same stuff going on so yeah we we do the same stuff on our conservation areas uh, across the state and uh well there's been well, there's some other that yeah. I quail hunt on that right. will remain a name. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of course. Uh, but but there's been a big initi- initiative nationwide for, what, the uh, last decade or so to kind of change the landscape to favor quail. Right, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it depends on, um, you know, government programs to help landowners get the work done. And CRP or the Conservation Reserve Programs, the uh, the best program we have out there but the problem is as a nation we've lost several million acres of crp which is eventually going to impact you know duck numbers and uh, pheasant numbers up in the dakotas uh here in missouri we've probably lost over a million acres of crp wow and uh, we're going to lose a lot this year too Uh, i you know i hunt up in southwest iowa Uh, i have a friend up there he's losing over 600 acres of CRP on farms that uh, that we used to hunt, and you know they're not going to be as good uh, or have anything on them without that that cover now. Well, I got to ask you, you know, take that one step further. We as outdoorsmen, what can we do to make the situation better? Well, I, I think just continue to, to promote uh, that the programs are available, that the assistance is here available in Missouri. Uh, you know, tell the success stories. I mean, if there's anything gets a little bit of drive uh you know if i can get nine or ten cubbies up out at out at uh, tim's place i, I now want 15 or right. if we get 15 i now want to figure out a way of getting us up to 20 cubbies wow that so, that's amazing that's impressive yeah and, and I, the mdc is is you know for anybody out there wanting to do it is very easy to work with Oh, you know, absolutely. They, yeah, they want sure. this, and they, you know, you go to the uh, agency, and they, they'll talk to you, and they'll, they'll spell it out for you. It's, yeah. it's really <laughs> I, I do have a question, Aaron, um, and I read a little bit about it. I don't know a whole lot about it, but uh, are they reintroducing grouse somewhere up in this area? I don't remember which area, which conservation area it was, but do you know anything about that? Or Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, over in Warren, Montgomery County, um, and again, this is another example of just landowner success. Uh, we've had a lot of landowners that have been doing timber harvest and timber stand improvement in an area that we call the River Hills. And um, a part of their goal was to get grouse back. You may remember we stocked grouse back in the 80s. And, right. And we had good grouse habitat, which is really thick, woody cover, you know, thousands of stems of trees per acre, you know, stuff that you and I wouldn't walk through a, a clear cut. And 
that pretty much disappeared as the uh, the woods have matured. And uh, anyhow, we got the habitat over there. So uh, the past three years, or two of the three years, we've gone to Wisconsin, picked up grouse, and, and brought them back. Didn't go this year because of COVID, but we plan on trapping up in Wisconsin again this year and bringing grouse back. So, you know, we'll see how they do. Uh, but that's something that uh, landowners uh, that were doing the habitat wanted to see happen, and we made it happen. And, uh, now, Aaron, you know, they, didn't they uh, do that a few years back, but it was more in, like, uh, south, southwest Missouri or down around Crawford County, I think was one area. Did it just not work down there, and then they decided to move it more up north here? Or what? Actually, in the 80s, when we stocked grouse, we stocked grouse everywhere from uh, – Dare County, down to Crawford County, Reynolds County, uh, even over in the Platte County and up in the Buchanan County, wherever there were six woodland areas. So uh, it's a, uh, yeah, we, and, and those populations just slowly disappeared over time. Yeah, you know, even Boone County had grouse at one, at one point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that. Well, guys, I hate to break up a good party, but this, all good things have to come to an end at some point, you know. But, Aaron, want to congratulate you personally for what you've uh, done up here with Tim. Tim, uh, you as well, man. It's great to see landowners to take the initiative to do this sort of thing. And you know what? Everybody benefits. I know the place is not wide open for everybody to come in here, but their conservation department areas uh, pretty much like this where people can go and they can get to hear Mr. Bob whistle and get to actually hunt, you know, a number of coveys. And I've talked to a handful of guys in the last year that have rediscovered quail hunting in the state of Missouri. And I think it's only going to get better, and we have to applaud the Missouri Department of Conservation. I brag on them all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the great thing, we're so fortunate to have the one-eighth of one percent sales tax in, in this mm-hmm. state. And I think there's only, I think it's Arkansas, only a state in the union that has something similar. So, boy, we are living the dream right here in Missouri. And, uh, Hey, we do it. We live the dream every day. That's right, absolutely. But you Aaron, bet. Aaron, thank you very much. I mean, it was a pleasure just to be out here and hunt rabbits yesterday and um, maybe if it quits raining again today. So uh, it was a, a, a great place to be. Thank you so much for all your hard work. It really is. And we always like to wind up encouraging you, the public, to get out there and live your outdoor dreams.